VHS Cult. If that's cult. what you want. We're cult. It's just, you know, membership's low. <laughs> you gotta start somewhere. And uh, today we are starting with some big news. This is a big week, honestly. I don't got any news. What's your news? Well, you don't think it's a big week? I think every week is a big week it's a for the cult. Big time week. Um, On Tuesday, Chromax released a new album, finally, and I was like, whoa, they finally did it. And then, on Friday... Surprise, a new Nick Cave album. Surprise! Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. It's crazy because, like, they're old now. You'd think, like, most everyone, as they get older, their music gets a lot worse. Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, they just get better. <laughs> it's just better. Nick Cave is just a better musician than everyone else. <laughs> In fact, like, he should be, like, he's old enough now that you'd think he'd be losing, like, his vocal range and things like that. On this album... He's like hitting highs that I didn't even know Nick Cave. Could do. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, what talent!" This is now Nick Cave pa- uh, podcast. It usually is. Nick I love cast. Nick Cave. That's about it as far as albums go. But uh, AEW premiered. Did you watch it? No, I didn't. They got Tony Schiavone. Do they really have Tony? What the fuck is Tony Schiavone still doing there? I don't know, but I don't want. He was actually pretty good. Him and Jr. together. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, um. I was yeah when it started I was like well I mean first of all like the last time I watched WWE um, was WrestleMania and I think you all heard how what I felt about Michael Cole Michael Cole and I'm pretty sure I said I would rather take Tony Schiavone over Michael Cole and and I I 100% would no he was honestly pretty good he was you know um, he's no Bobby the Brain Heenan but who is yeah I don't know it was just like cool for him to be back i guess and they uh so wwe acts like no wrestling exists if it didn't happen in wwe right yeah but, but AEW was like yeah first time wrestling's on tnt in 20 years like fucking remember nitro and <laughs> all sorts of stuff you guys remember vampire <laughs> vampire there's a lot of botches AEW's kind of known for their botches right now oh really i think it's because like everyone's coming from different like you know, here's my thing: like, uh, they haven't worked together too much yet. Yeah, but that's my thing. Like, I know like this is the first show they have. They're bringing a bunch of people that may not have worked together. But I feel like the first show, at least, you would have worked these matches a lot before you got to the show. But maybe I. Maybe yeah, I well, I think it's because a lot of them still are doing other shows. Yeah, and, you know. So that's my only complaint about it, is a few botches, a couple big botches, honestly, and then a lot of fucking commercials. Like they need to have less commercials. On that show. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I think did uh, did the, uh, did it start with a giant uh, six man luchador style match? No, oh, fuck them then. But apparently they did record dark matches at after the show, uh-huh. and those are going to be free on YouTube as like a different show hosted by Tony Schiavone. I don't know. It seems like AEW has a lot of really good ideas for how to compete against WWE since WWE is garbage. <laughs> I mean, because WWE is not really doing anything. Yeah. It seems like to me. And I don't care about professional wrestling too much anymore in the modern era, but it is, I think what it is, is I just really want the Monday Night Wars to happen again. <laughs> so hopefully AEW works out. All in going to real pro AEW to hopefully be competition against shitty WWE. And then, um, Another big thing is Deep State attempted to assassinate Bernie Sanders with their heart attack gun. <laughs> Did you see this? Yeah, the heart attack gun. Uh-huh, they got him with the heart attack gun. He and said, then somehow it made it his arteries colluded. Uh. <laughs> yeah, from the heart attack gun. And then he said, I lived, bitches. 
So Which is another uh, trick from the DNC. That's right. The dirty, underhanded DNC. The corrupt DNC trying to assassinate Bernie again. Last time, they did it bureaucratically. This time, <laughs> they're straight up. It was medically. Heart attack gun. You can't have any more of this nonsense. Don't give hope to the people. And then uh, the other thing I saw that everyone was really upset about is Martin Scorsese said that comic book movies aren't good. Yeah, and whatever. it was like, he's correct. <laughs> Well, I mean, so he didn't provide any context for what he meant specifically by them not being cinema. He did. I mean, a little bit. Yeah. For me, it was like basically what he is saying is um, sometimes movies that are good get made by people that are passionate and put a lot of craft into their work. And then comic book movies are made by a committee of money men. <laughs> Therefore, I mean, I've said this before. Like, I, I look at the comic movies the same way. I feel like people should look like the old like serial movies that uh george lucas and steven spielberg love so much because that's all they really fucking are yeah and then he also said he was flash gordon guys sue todd phillips for um did he (laughs) just stealing all his king of comedy and taxi driver to make joker nah he didn't i don't know can't believe i mean i haven't seen joker yet but the praise it's getting and i understand like yeah i'm sure joaquin does a good job he always does a good job um, but I mean, he should have got a nomination for like the the master, anyways. You know what I mean? And then aside from that, it is like oh, I'm Todd Phillips. I can't make a million, a hundred million dollar comedies anymore because the market's not there. So I'll make a hundred million dollar comic book movie that'll show him. <laughs> and then he basically just ripped off Martin Scorsese, <laughs> and no one's really saying anything about it. How is this not coming up nonstop that he basically just made? Taxi driver. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you fucking dumb kids. It's like, I don't know. It's got the Joker in it. I don't know anything about movies. So it's probably the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> no, it's fucking garbage. You haven't seen it. You don't know. It could be the greatest movie of all time. I doubt it. Because it's uh, this movie's already been made. They just happened to put um, the consumer-friendly intellectual property Joker in it. <laughs> so fuck Todd Phillips and not fuck Joaquin. I, I don't know what crazy. you're talking about. Todd Phillips knows comedy. <laughs> I just woke culture is preventing me from making bad comedy movies that were really bland when they came out in the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened, man. Yeah, Will Ferrell can't get any work anymore because uh, society decided to be better. It's not that people just <laughs> don't don't get mad at Will Ferrell. Don't drag Will Ferrell into this. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Casa whole- de Me Padre is a great movie. <laughs> Well, the whole thing is, Will Ferrell can absolutely get work. Todd Phillips can oh, yeah, absolutely tough. <laughs> get work. So, I don't know what he's complaining about. He's just bitter that no one wants to see your garbage fucking Hangover 4. <laughs> Why'd you make three of those anyways, you fucking idiot? <laughs> you moron. The first one wasn't that good. Also, how what's, what's Todd Phillips' level of culpability for any of his movies being funny? It seems to be more that it's the comedians in the films that make them funny, <laughs> right? Not that he directed it. <laughs> Like what are his? Are like, you saying that Todd Phillips is 100 percent responsible for making Zach Galifianakis funny? Because I think that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? That's what I mean. What are Todd Phillips' bona fides about comedy? Like, I, has he done any stand up? Or I don't know that I've ever heard of him or say, seen him do a funny thing ever. But yeah, so <laughs> for him to speak out, I speak on behalf of all comedians having directed the Hangover series <laughs> and old school. Wow, man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. real, two real classics of comedy. Yeah. Top ten of all time, Todd Phillips. Most definitely. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yourself. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm I'm on, I'm on. with you. Fuck Joker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck Todd Phillips. Like, uh, this is my hill to die on while I make uh, a fucking Joker movie and get millions of dollars anyways. Whatever. I guess enough of that grim shit. Um, it's spooky season, as we've talked about. You've been watching all oh, yeah, movies I'm- with your kids. I'm posting Halloween movies. I watched the or scary, scary movies, sort of scary movies. Like kids. kids, Halloween spooky yeah. stuff. What have you watched so far? Uh, so we start off with uh, the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and uh, Halloweeny, the Pete and Pete episode. I gotta say, like the Halloweeny episode is is uh, way better than I remember it. A lot of Pete and Pete really still stands. Yeah, out. it does. It's crazy how good that show was. Um, like even like the direction that the mm-hmm. Halloweeny episode is really good. I was surprised. Halloween-y. It may be the, fun, the best thing we've watched so far. And then we watched Adam's Family, Edward Scissorhands, Monster House. 
Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Is Monster House still pretty good? I haven't watched it in years. Monster House is really good still. I, I think I said it's the Goonies of the Ots when I yeah. posted it on Twitter. I think that's, that holds up. You know, Dan Harmon wrote that film. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, Rick and Morty, man. I'm Pickle Rick. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, you son of a bitch. Yeah, the community around Rick and Morty kind of really ruined that show for me. I, I don't mean, pay attention to it because yeah. for that exact reason. Yeah, because when, <laughs> I don't know. Not to be pretentious, but when it first came out, I was like, oh, this show's like really funny. I'm surprised, and I was really into it. And then, like, a year or two later, when the second season came out, and it'd be mainstream, I guess, just all the people that were associated with like the fandom and stuff, I was like, oh, I can't tell people I like Rick and Morty anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get it? I'm Pickle Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Pickle Rick. Wow. It's the smartest show on TV. It's very cleverly written. But it's not like Futurama where they come up with their own mathematical <laughs> equations to make the plot make sense. It's not that kind of smart. Anyhow, um, Don't. I'm also doing 31 days of Halloween films. Uh, I mean, I watch horror movies all the time anyway, so it's really not that different. <laughs> but there's <laughs> it's my normal, my normal yeah. day. But um, what I've watched so far was on October 1st, I watched Halloween, but I watched it with the red letter media commentary on. So that was pretty funny. Um, on the second, I watched One Cut of the Dead, which just premiered on Shudder. And then after I watched that, I wasn't tired yet. So I was like, I'll watch this other movie that's on Shudder called The Furies. And it was a terrible Australian. The Furies? Yeah, it was a terrible Australian slasher movie. About furries. And it made me think. Um, so I love all these really campy, shitty 80s horror movies because... I love them because they're bad, and they know that they have a stupid idea, and it's kind of bad, and they just kind of have Sometimes fun with it. Sometimes they don't know. That's the problem. <laughs> Sometimes. But that's my thing with modern horror movies, though, is they're either really good or really bad, and not in a fun way. Like, this movie, The Furies, had, like, the stupidest concept ever. It was like, you get dropped in the outback, six women and six slashers, and they're... I don't know. It's really convoluted, and you know someone thought it was a good idea, even though it's like campy and silly, but they just took it so seriously that it's not fun at all. You're just like, this is dumb. This is dumb. Why am I watching this? This is dumb. <laughs> so you hated yourself the entire time. Yeah, I mean, it's just like if you're gonna make a dumb fucking movie, like make it fun. Yeah, like have fun. Fucking John, you don't see John Waters like trying to take his shit seriously. <laughs> <laughs> that leads us right into city. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> Fucking the th- I watched The Witch on the 3rd. also finally watched the Creepshow TV show. Oh, it was good? It's pretty good. It's the Creepshow. Um, our friend from uh, Reanimator, Jeffrey Combs, appears in the second episode as a Nazi. Oh. So that was cool. Uh, on the 4th, I watched In the Tall Grass. Have you heard of this? It's Stephen King and his son's novella. Oh, but- yeah. Yeah, I remember the novella I remember. I, don't, I remember they were making a show or a movie on the it. The movie came it. out on Netflix, yeah. It's not very good. No. It's like I mean, Stephen King really does not have a lot of good movies. It's an interesting concept, but it's like, well, this is really boring to watch. It's uh, like really blindly directed, and it's just a Netflix movie, you know? Yeah, like, how many good Stephen King movies actually are there? The Shining? Shining? Um, I like Salem's Lot. Um, no, I haven't seen Salem's Lot. And, uh, I like the book a lot, though. But I think The First Pet Cemetery is a pretty good movie. Yeah. So That's about it, though. So we got two. <laughs> yeah, and of course, Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> uh, I also watched It Chapter 2. and uh, You hated it? <laughs> didn't like it. As I predicted, it was kind of all the stuff I didn't like from the first one magnifies. But I was watching it, and I was like, you know what? I think there's a pretty good edit in here where if you combine both movies and have them take place taking the... Children and adult parts taking place concurrently, kind of like in the books. Isn't that how the uh, original TV miniseries, TV miniseries went? No. Nah. Oh. Well, maybe it was. I don't know. It's just... But, yeah, I think like you could, there's, you could definitely do a pretty good edit of the two and make one okay movie. <laughs> Let's get Topher Grace on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Disney, he, Disney's got him in his pocket. <laughs> And then uh, yesterday I watched City of the Living Dead, which is the film we are going to talk about today for VHS Cult. City of the Living Dead!
city of the dead. The living dead. A cursed city. Where the gates of hell have been opened. You've got to. You must reclose those gates. We interrupt this program to bring you a special broadcast. Now which police authorities have declared a state of emergency. Effective immediately within Dunwich County. All citizens are requested to return to their homes as quickly as possible. In case of necessity, contact this station. Radio WDWC. Guess what? It's All Saints Day. A demanding, implacable enemy whose search for blood is never satiated. So, ah, it's a movie about a zombie. There's a priest here <laughs> hang himself and he opened a gate to hell. <laughs> I knew you were going to do some low effort Italian stuff. <laughs> that's, all the, that's all I'm going to do. Let me both begin. I didn't say meatballs again. <laughs> I did. All right. So. Uh, can we talk about? Wait, wait, one second. Uh, first, this is basically the Italian accent I'm doing is basically Mario, right? right they, from the popular game series. But my kids have been watching the old Super Mario Brothers TV show. Oh, with uh, Lou Albano. It, well, and also the uh, Super Mario Brothers three one, which doesn't have Lou Albano, I think, oh. in it. But uh, Mario's accent in that is definitely more like Brooklyn. Yeah, <laughs> for forty year old Italian plumber <laughs> from Brooklyn who's yeah. been smoking since he was ten. Well, that's <laughs> the, Mario is supposed to be from like yeah, New, New York. York. Yeah. I don't know why he's a voice like it is. <laughs> he's fresh off the boat, <laughs> as they say. As uh, me and Luigi down on the docks. <laughs> when that King Koopa comes down here, I'm gonna bop him on in the nose, <laughs> give him one a four. You'd have to be like kind of racist. Yeah. <laughs> no colors around here. <laughs> that green son of a bitch. <laughs> the neighborhood's going to hell with all these colors coming in. Uh, City of the Living Dead, though, this has got some real Italian, you know, real Italianos in it. <laughs> you can't tell because of all the fucking ADR work. You know what's interesting? I was thinking about, so they used to do that. That's like a staple in Italian film is, um, they, yeah, the, the audio's, dialogue's overdubs. Yeah. And the reason they did that starting out is because of the thick Italian accents. So they'd get people to dub over it and make it clear. Yeah, I've seen Clint Eastwood movies. But as they get into this period in the 80s, where a lot of the cast is speaking American English, yeah. or British and they're English speakers, it's weird that they continue to do it. But I'm guessing it's just because that's how they're used to doing it. But yeah, because a lot of the cast in this one is just English speaking people. And you can tell it's overdubbed still with their own voice. <laughs> well, I guess they just were like, fuck it, we don't know how to record audio that way. <laughs> That's the thing, though, is there's a lot of ADR in modern films that you don't notice a lot of the time. Which seems no, like it'd be I sh- notice it a lot of the time. That's the unfortunate yeah. thing. It seems like it would be shitty to go back and record an entire performance in ADR, though. Oh, my God, wouldn't it? Because it's just like you do two acting jobs, right? You do it there on set on the day. And plus, and you mean, you've you have taken come- multiple takes for that already, yeah. right? And then you have to come back and basically do like a voice acting. For the scene, and you're like, I don't remember how angry I was in this scene. They'll just, rah, rah, rah. It and makes sometimes from weirdly stilted performances. Yeah, sometimes it seems really out of place. <laughs> well, you got some notes on City of the Living Dead? Okay, yeah, you want me to give my, go down my, my bullet points? Yeah. Uh, first one is, okay, what? <laughs> That's what I wrote after I finished the first time. <laughs> Um, some guitar player really went too far on the soundtrack here. He's like going crazy at one point, especially, uh, the very opening scene with the priest hanging himself. And then Uh later on, um, in the scene with the two kids in the van where one, the girl's eyes explode, the the, the guitar's like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that's intense. It gets funky. (laughs) Okay. A lot of extreme close-up work, uh, mostly on the eyes. Yeah, that's an Italian uh, thing. ADRs, sure. ADRs everywhere. Uh, Bob, he's back. Oh, Bob! You remember Bob? It's Bob. He's grown up. Now. Yeah, he's grown. He had a. He's had a rough time. Well, I mean, like. he tried to commit suicide as like a six-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> um, this actor was born to play a mortician. There's his face. That's a mortician. Yeah, he looks face. like dead. <laughs> he looks like a vampire. Uh, this one is just a note. Sandra's back. Uh, Sandra's got a bad doctor. Uh, this is Lovecraft style scene. That um, when they go to pick up the kid, I can't remember his name, Jack or Jackie. John 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 whatever. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> well, they also call him like Jackie John. Or yeah, he's got twenty different names. He's like JFK. You know, they call him Jack. And he's John Franklin. Oh, you know, but yeah. it does. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that shit works. Jack and John. It's all a nickname or something. Yeah. Um. But the Jeremy and what's the reporter's name? That's a fucking other. The guy that's always gonna <laughs> do. Yeah, uh, they go into the house. Oh, and like, oh there's blood everywhere. Torn to shreds. Torn to shreds. <laughs> Horrible. But to they don't actually show anything. Yeah. Oh. Oh God. It's terrible. Looking. And then my last note is just ciao, <laughs> ciao. Well, you touched on a few big things there. Um, the extreme close-ups on the eyes and stuff. That is Italian horror and giallo movie staple. Uh, there's a lot of uh, there was a lot of cool like practical effects mm-hmm. and uh, camera work, but. Like, the story is just so god-awful. Well, yeah, it's, everyone's complaint about the City of the Living Dead is, like, basically just, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to me, I think th- that's, like, an in- inaccurate criticism, because I don't think it's confusing. I just think the movie's not... Um, oh, no, I'm not saying it's confusing. It's just I'm not just ab- saying, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of not about anything. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I just, uh, so I really like this movie, but it's mostly just because of the vibes. And I do have a particular liking for 70s and 80s style Italian films, especially giallo and horror, where, yeah, it is like very uh, extreme lighting conditions, weird close-ups. The 80, I really like the ADR stuff, even though it's bad a lot of the time. I don't know, I just think it's cool. It's a really interesting style. I think Italy has always had um, a really strong, unique like visual style in film. And these horror movies from the 80s, a lot of them are bad, but... Some of them, fucking masterpieces. Most of them, and the ones that are masterpieces are all like Dario Argento. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, if you, if you gave Lucio Forci uh, as much money as Dario Argento, I'm sure that he would do just as well. Yep, that's the <laughs> quote I told you. Yeah, I have the right. exact one here. It says, uh, "The budgets are the only difference between Dario Argento and myself. We are doing the same stuff." Nope. And no, not no, quite. Man. <laughs> not quite, signore. <laughs> Would you like me to go over my notes again? <laughs> <laughs> so, as mentioned previously, this is directed by Lucio Fulci. Who is, he's like considered like the goriest filmmaker of all time. But it's 80s practical effects, so a lot of it's just kind of like, oh, that's kind of gross, you know? But not anything that crazy by modern standards. Uh, the film, it came out as The City of Living Dead in Italy. Um, they tried to release it as Gates of Hell in the United States. That didn't work. They were also going to try Twilight of the Living Dead to somehow make people think it had something to do with George Romero films. But um, George Romero said, nah, I'll see <laughs> So they went back to The City of the Living Dead. Which I think- hey, I, I can make a just a good zombie movie. Is this a Spanish or fuck? <laughs> it's a George Romero. Well, that's the thing is, uh, Lucio Fulci's big breakthrough um, horror film is Zombie 2, right? Uh-huh. Um, or it's called Zombie in the United States, but when it came out in Italy, it's called Zombie 2, because when Night of the Living Dead came out in Italy, it was called Zombie. So he basically made his own Italian unofficial sequel to Night of the Living Dead called Zombie 2. <laughs> <laughs> so he had already tried this shit once before, <laughs> and the world wasn't having it. <laughs> well, actually, it was... Italia um, liked it. Dawn, I think it was Dawn of the Dead was called Zombie. Oh. Yeah, not Night of the Living Dead. Um, another twice quote here from Lucio Fulci is, I'm not a criminal because I make horror films. A lot of Italian genre directors are animal lovers. Mario Bava loved cats. Ricardo Frida loves horses. And Dario Argento loves himself. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Lucio Fulci and Dario Argento were... One-sided rivals. <laughs> <laughs> like, Lucio Fulci had a lot of shit to say about Dario Argento, and Ar- Dario was just kind of like... Uh, who is it? Who, who is it Lucio Fulci? <laughs> I mean, he was on his radar, and he knew who he was, because they did operate in the same circles yeah. and same... Like, I just, like, I think of it more like the Mariah Carey. <laughs> you think, like, who? I've never heard of that person. <laughs> yeah. Another thing about Lucio Fulci is... Uh, He's a he's a Marxist. He he's self proclaimed Marxist. You don't get any of that from this movie. No, and, um, no that, philosophy at all. <laughs> a lot of um, leftist filmmakers and critics and stuff like that were always just like calling Lucio Fulci out on that. Like what? Because <laughs> there's a scene in this where um, it's the grave diggers, right? Uh-huh. And they stop doing they stop work at five, and they're like, ah, oh, union hours. And it's like, yeah, that's real. Pro leftist, real, real workers' rights there, Lucio. <laughs> <laughs> the best part about the workers is that one dude is eating his lunch, and the guy's like, "Nah, my lunch is porn." 
<laughs> I heard about a man he died humping himself to death. What a way to go. That's the way I'd like to go. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, not a lot of class consciousness in the <laughs> film. Uh, and that's a lot of people a lot of leftist complaints about most of those movies. They're like, Where's your is there supposed to be political like <laughs> thought in this film or yeah he just i don't he, it seems like he doesn't know what he's doing a lot of the time he's just like, no no not him he's just trying to get from like one spooky scene to the next you know yeah I mean? and that's the guy that's the boy it seems like he might have a good eye for directing but not so great a storyteller oh yeah he's all style no substance really uh that's why quentin tarantino loves him i would assume speaking of quentin tarantino the man who did the soundtrack for city of the living death by soundtrack, I mean basically just that one theme because yeah. everything in it is one, yeah, like two and a half minute song he did, just different parts of it. His name's uh, Fabio Frizi. But um, you remember in the Kill Bill Hospital scene when L Driver's um getting nursed up and walking in? The, uh, the before, whistle? Nope, before the whistling part. Vaguely, it's been a long time since Kill Bill. Oh. Well, uh, that is uh, Fabio Frizi song called Notes in Black from another Lucio Fulci film, a giallo, called The Psychic. I got a note in the black. <laughs> so, we were speaking earlier about how people's um, illiteracy when it comes to film, unfamiliarity, unfamiliarity with film, allows things for the joke, like the Joker to happen where you could basically just remake an older movie and most people won't know. Yeah. That really works in Quentin Tarantino's favor, right? Because like not only does he use older films, he uses really obscure esoteric stuff that like a lot of people wouldn't be aware of. So he can basically just use any Omoriconi's like soundtracks from other movies in his, and people are like, "Wow, the music in this is great!" And he'll steal shots from Italian cinema, and you know, and people are like, "Wow, I, can't. <laughs> I don't know." But yeah, he can probably do that with some, like some obscure stuff. But like, if you throw Ecstasy of Gold in a movie, people are gonna know that one. Isn't the Ecstasy of Gold in one of Quentin Tarantino's movies? It might be, but I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, oh, no. I don't think it's in... It might be in Django, but it's not. definitely not in... Um, um, Kill Bill. Yeah, or what the hell was the other one? The other cowboy movie, I can't think of the name. Oh, um, Hey Flight? Yeah, that's the one. Well, Hey Flight, he actually got more Coney to, to do, do the soundtrack, soundtrack for yeah. Him, so, yeah. So that's pretty cool, man. Mercury is still getting work. Yeah, I mean, you know, they the don't like, like each other, but then they do like each other. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think uh, it would be hard to like Quentin Tarantino, is the thing. You think so? He doesn't yeah. seem like have a lot of friends. Well, no, it seems like he has a lot of friends, mm-hmm. but it's I, he, every time I see him interviewed or has see interactions with him and other people, I'm like, man, he seems annoying as fuck. I don't know if I have a Quentin Tarantino impersonation. Let me say. Yeah. All right. So like, uh, okay. So like, uh, and then uh, John Travolta is over here. Uh, yeah. There you go. Kind of like that. That's Quentin Tarantino, basically. <laughs> that's the spirit of him, anyways. I think I have the man, the uh, the syntax maybe, but not necessarily the tone. Yeah. But speaking <laughs> of Quentin Tarantino, uh, I, there's finally payoff. I remember several episodes again. I said soon we were going to be seeing something with the. Uh, it's a reference site Quentin Tarantino pulled directly from the film. And we finally arrived at it in <laughs> City of the Living Dead. Do you recall? 21st night of September. The scene you were talking about where the guitar gets wild. and The two kids making out in the car. Yeah. And um, the priest does like some mind control on the woman. Yeah. And then her eyeballs start to bleed in mm-hmm. that close up. Do you remember in Kill Bill when Gogo Yubari gets killed and there's a close-up of her eyes bleeding blood? Yeah. He stole that directly from this film. I don't know. Mm, I don't remember see the shot, but it seems like a close-up of her eyes bleeding blood isn't necessarily... Well, he admitted that it's yeah. a reference to this. So. He doesn't... He, he still shots from all kinds of movies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not necessarily saying it's a bad thing. He's kind of like a really good DJ. Uh, I just... The, the payoff that I... The, re- the reference that was made... Kind of, you just going to highlight until you were right. Yeah, we just had to come back it. around to it, all right? <laughs> Shit. Uh, speaking of that actress, her name is uh, Daniel, Daniela Doria, and Lulchi's got a quote about her. He says, uh, Doria was one of my favorite actresses. I killed her so many times. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of her so fondly. <laughs> got to kill her so many times. Uh, one more time. For Check the this part. out. Uh, Lucio Fulci was a medical student. He's going to be a doctor. Said F that, he became an art critic. Said F that, started making his own movies. Huh. 
And look what a job he did. Well, he made the Gates of Hell trilogy, (laughs) which this one being the first part of the Gates of Hell trilogy. The next film is The Beyond, which is the one that everyone kind of... Well, generally, it's seen as, like, Fulci's best film, uh-huh. as far as, like, I guess as far as, like, Fulci can be Fulci, because he's just gore and wild shit. And then the third one is House by the Cemetery, which is all right. It's not quite as, like... Is it a house set in Dunwich in the same cemetery? By the same cemetery? Do we see the house in this movie? No. No. Well, fuck it, then. I don't give a shit about this house. Well, the, the they're all... Con- the connective tissue between the trilogy, and a lot of people are, like... I don't know. It's called the Gates of Hell trilogy. I don't know how they're interconnected. Blah blah. Every fucking movie is about closing a gate to hell. Like that's it. <laughs> that's why it's the Gates of Hell trilogy. Dumb bastard. <laughs> you mean our hero Jeremy doesn't return? <laughs> Do you like the ending of the film? I mean, I guess when the kids running at him and it just ends. You mean? <laughs> yeah. You want to hear something interesting about that? Sure. You're gonna tell me whether or not I want to or not. Yeah. Some say the editor spilled coffee on the footage of the original ending, forcing the crew to improvise. <laughs> Some say Fulci changed his mind about the end after the shooting was complete, and this was the best they could do. <laughs> <laughs> what was the original end? Uh, I'm assuming like he gets got by zombies, or you know, something actually spooky happens. Oh. Because in this, he's just running, and there's weird sounds, and it freeze frames, and then the screen cracks. Right. Yeah. And it's like, well. I don't know what happened. I, in my interpretation, though, it's um, they they step outside, they survive the crypt, and all oh, we close the gate to hell. This is great, and they're feeling really euphoric and great. And then as the kids running to him, um, our heroine realizes like, oh no, I'm gonna have to take care of this kid now, and so she just starts screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Why is she gonna have to take care of the kid? Isn't he gonna be warded to the state? She doesn't know him at all. That's not obviously what's happening in the film. That's just my interpretation of it for jokes. Stop analyzing my jokes. No. Shut up, Tom Phillips. You're bad at jokes. <laughs> Why won't these goddamn woke skulls just let me tell jokes? God damn it. Why can't I put Mike Tyson in my movies? <laughs> Convicted rapist Mike Tyson. They still gave him a cartoon and everything. <laughs> yeah, that's cancel culture doesn't exist because it doesn't work. Yeah, they'll be back. <laughs> yeah, they, they're white dudes with money. They'll be okay. Just look at James Gunn, right? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> no, he's one of ours. <laughs> <laughs> he's not one of mine. <laughs> oh, yeah, he is, because based on his like uh, film taste and movie output. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. I didn't mean politically, though, because he just seems like a internet dork still. You know? I'm like, yeah, uh, fucking go get him, Hillary. It's it's uh it's twenty uh, nineteen, Kyle. Um. <laughs> oh, so he'd be more like, go get him, Liz. Let's go over the cast. <laughs> okay, James Gunn not appearing in this film, <laughs> but we do have Christopher George. Oh man, he's like a real actor. Yeah, his name in this movie, his name is Peter Bell. He's a reporter man. Um, oh, Peter, that was his name. Oh, I have dubbed him Anderson Creeper. What? He's kind of creeping around a lot in the beginning. Oh. Okay. And it's, hey, this, uh, it's not really clear. I mean, he's a reporter, right? But it's not really clear what he's trying to report. What on. he's doing. There's a mysterious <laughs> death. I don't know. What's this all about? He's also smoking a blunt the entire movie. I, is it a blunt? I mean, I think it's a rolled cigarette, but uh, he did not get along very well with one Signore Fulci. <laughs> In fact, at one point, this is a friend with like John Wayne, isn't he? He's- yeah, this is like a cowboy man. Yeah, he's cowboy movie the, man. What was that? There was a movie series that he's known for, um, Gunsmoke or something, or I don't know. Yeah, he's like a famous cowboy. Yeah, yeah. anyways, from that period. Um, he, oh, so there's a point in the film where there's maggots flying in through the windows, right? Where they legitimately just blew to thousands upon thousands of maggots into the set. Uh, later on, filming. Fulci went into his tobacco pouch so he get tobacco for his pipe because I guess he's a pipe smoking kind of guy. And it was just full of maggots. And he's like, damn, who pranked me? <laughs> and everyone assumes it was Peter Bell because he did not like Signor Fulci. <laughs> Signor. I mean, if he, if he didn't like him a lot, that's like a, that's such a harmless prank. Yeah, I know. That's like, so, if, such if good you fun. really didn't like him, you punch him. <laughs> this is the old days, too. Like, you could absolutely just get in a fight with your director. Lucio Fulci does not strike like a. He doesn't, he doesn't have a powerful presence. I think this cowboy, old cowboy man, probably could have given him a good what for. A real good spanking. Heroin is a. 
Katrina McCall. Um, everyone on the internet who talks about this film or her, because she appears in a lot of Fulci movies and Italian movies of the period, always say her name is Catriona because that's how it's spelled. But sorry, dorks. That's not how you pronounce an Irish name like that. It's just Katrina. Gaelic's weird. Not Gaelic. It's Irish. Um, she's the living dead girl. Because she dies and comes back. Completely unexplained. Also, there's a she's fireball. She's a witch or something. There's a fireball that keeps farting around her. There, shit, there's a lot of... Like, the maggots <laughs> don't make sense. So there's a lot of weird... Oh, so when <laughs> I love that the bar is like, oh, it's falling apart. And I guess I'll just hang up this picture frame <laughs> and go about my day. Well, all the stuff that takes place in Dunwich, I'm fine with. Because it's like, oh, the gates are all open. Shit can just... Yeah, fireball's a little... But, like, yeah, that's in New York completely detached from It's because it. the gate was able to transfer through her witchy connection. And the fireball was the fire of hell. Well, so... The gates a, of Melbolgia. <laughs> they're doing a seance. Oh, for, is that what they're doing? In the beginning, <laughs> right? They're doing a seance for <laughs> something. No but, Fielding is there, you know that? <laughs> <laughs> I did see No Fielding there, yeah, before the Great British Bake Off. <laughs> Yeah, they had to pop out of there because you know if he can't get pinched by the police, he's going, go, go up and shoot dude. But so she sees the priest killing himself and like, oh, Dunwich, it's, it's gonna be the living dead. Blah, blah blah. Was that the goal of their seance? I thought usually during seances you're just trying to contact the dead. I thought my whole thing. I just assume they're like a group of like white witches or something, mm-hmm. and they're like, all right. What's going on in hell today that we got to take care of? Kind of like that IRC group that exists on the internet that uh, takes care of all the weird shit going on that no one ever uh, acknowledges on the intertubes. Child pornography? No, more like mass. Um, Catholic mass? Yeah, exactly. Catholic mass. Child pornography? <laughs> no, no, no. That <laughs> oh. happens uh, That's the, the during... Uh, Wednesday service uh, after school. What the hell is that shit called? Oh, um, Sunday school. Bible study. Yeah, Bible study. And Sunday. Oh, school. your Sunday school for Catholics. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yes, our bread this daily. Bread. I can't. You used to know the rosary too. Whatever. We didn't ever have to go to church, but I fuck. I've had one enough to memorize a goddamn thing. Two, uh, two, three, four, five times. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, our family's Catholic, but not. I mean, not really anymore. <laughs> All the real Catholics died. Yeah, yeah let, that sh- let that shit die. This is a new future for America. Under the cult. Hell yeah, the cult of VHS. Oh, we're talking about the cast of this Oh, movie. glory to VHS. <laughs> I was thinking we should try watching some of these movies on VHS. <laughs> I bet some of them will look better. I don't own a VHS better. player. Well, that's your loss, buddy, because neither do I. <laughs> in fact, I um. so for a screenplay we're going to be working on in the near future... I got like the um, American Experience Donner Party documentary uh-huh. that Ken Burns' brother did. Jack Burns, I think is who it is. It's Ken Burns' brother. Jack. Um, and it's just a regular DVD though. And I was like, hmm, do I have anything that can play DVD? <laughs> <laughs> anything that can play Blu-ray. Yeah. Play I mean, my computer can do it. <laughs> but at first I was like, huh. huh what is last- this archaic device? <laughs> What's this disc? When's the last time I watched DVD? <laughs> it's like we went to, uh, to court to Blue Bunny 2 and Little Wayne. Mm-hmm. Uh, to see Blue Bunny's Little Wayne for their tour, and then you get a CD because you bought tickets, right? So mm. the CD came in the mail, and Court's like, "Where do people put CDs now? <laughs> How does CD work?" Yeah, like it's, I don't was was this this is the future, right? Everything exists only on the cloud. <laughs> the cloud the stream. Everything is on Spotify. I think you got to stream stream from or to the cloud. Yeah, I got to get to the stream to get data from the cloud. Uh, the next character here is we got Jerry. He's the cuck psychologist. What? His name is Carlo De Mijo. Oh, De Mijo. De Mijo. De, de Mijo. Um, I'm sorry if I get that wrong. Sometimes I don't know. I'll pronounce things the more like um not the Spanish, Spanish way. way. I'll yeah. pronounce it the Spanish way rather than the Italian way because I know there's like different pronunciations, but like I'm much more familiar with Spanish than I am Italian. His, uh, Emily is his wife, girlfriend, or something. I mean, so she still lives at home. So they, they right. They I originally thought that kind. she was he was married to her, and then like Jack Jack was her kid. But that's yeah. all, that Jack Jack's like his sister or her his, sister. His little, it's her little brother. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Sorry, Jack Jack mm-hmm. is his, her brother. 
and uh, and then Sandra is just Jeremy's patient. He's like a psychologist, right? Yeah. For, for some reason, Emily can just walk in during a session. That's normal. Um, Everyone knows each other in Dunwich. No problem. <laughs> also, he calls his goddamn office a studio. He says it three times. Mm-hmm. It's because he's doing real art in there. He's an creepy art, art. artiste. Yeah, uh, Emily Robbins is his. And what does Emily do? Girlfriend, Why is she hanging out with Bob? What does she wants... have to do with Bob? And what's the deal with Bob? Man, you just, would you watch the same YouTube videos that I watched? Where that's everyone's complaint. I literally, <laughs> you know, I don't watch any YouTube videos. <laughs> what was Bob doing? I don't know. He's just in there because he's friends with the director. Yeah, it. yeah but it's <laughs> well, honestly, he's there to set up like spooky gore scenes that yeah, everything I mean, like, is I'm just, just again like a, it's, uh, it's all style over substance yeah everything is in service of there just being something cool to look at eventually but you could think of a story reason for that shit he just was being lazy I mean I can't what, what would you change about this movie I think it's perfect as it is oh man I have to fucking take it down to the studs you, are you serious ridiculous it basically um, is just the studs anyways yeah, I mean, it's the, the most like... <laughs> they like threw up some sheets and like, oh, like it's like the fucking Sochi Olympics. <laughs> yeah, it's like the no, most... No, 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 it's not vinyl roof, it's real roof. It's... It holds <laughs> hold many waters. <laughs> it is just like the most like skeletal version of a story. <laughs> and then spooky things happen. Alright, so like there's some witches, right? And they see a priest hang himself. And for some reason when the priest hangs himself in this graveyard, it opens the gates of hell. And then there's zombies, motherfucker. Hell yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Blood and shit. You know what it is? It's gates of hell. Also, yeah. Sandra's got uh, like a problem with men that we don't ever actually address, but she it comes up for some reason. Yeah, and then she doesn't even get spooked by a man zombie. It's all lazy. Yeah, it makes no sense. Weird. Um, Emily, though, the she's she eats a lot of mud. The priest gives her a mud pie, mm-hmm. which is weird. And he's just like a little kid at heart. Yeah, that he turns into a zombie, though, or does he also maybe crush her brains out, too? I think she isn't. Well, she. They, <laughs> the cops show up and they invite her dad to the crime scene mm. and her boyfriend. Like, take a look at this. Weird as, you, shit. as you normally do. Can you believe this shit? Hey, Jeremy, look at this. Look at it. It looks this? like she got scared to death. <laughs> hey, hey, dad, did she have any heart conditions? <laughs> What's this gross shit over here? Did it come out of her? Is this a period? <laughs> hey, sure. Is this a period? <laughs> oh, the dialogue is so fucking goofy in this movie, especially in this scene. That's perfect. You listen to me right now. You uh, mark my damn words. He's going to get the electric chair. <laughs> yeah, everyone thinks it's Bob. Bob's got a lot of problems, I guess. What in the dickens? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the lady who plays Emily's got a uh, crazy Italian name. It's uh, Antonella Interlagini. Lagini. Interlagini. She was born in Omaha. Antonella. Uh, Italian's crazy. Also, Bob's got a very Italian name, too. Bob is heroin addict. You know what I mean? He's got like heroin to chic vibe going on. Not so He's got chic. something to do with. He had his blow up doll that blows up real fast. It blows up on his own too. Like you just toss it and it's like, psh, it's like a rescue ship from an airplane. Mm-hmm. And then he sees a baby. He's a worm monster baby, like kind of like a racer head. Sees the baby from a racer head, and he's like, blah, 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 blah. He gets spooked by the priest a few times, and then Emily comes to see him, yeah. and they hear a, a monster cat growl, and he takes off. He pushes Emily down and runs away so that Emily will die. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's when she gets the mud pie. And then later on, he's in some girl's dad's car sleeping. yeah and, she, and she's like all right you gotta get out of here but let's smoke a dub real quick i mean yeah why not this is, this so the thing is um all people in town don't like bob he's well, they say it's because he's the son of a witch and then also he was in the woods with some guy's daughter which is the guy that kills him yeah but it's like it seems like they're friends yeah i don't so, understand it i think people just gotta give him bob a hard time and he seems like he has a hard life and i don't know why he's in the movie <laughs> but it's <laughs> but he is uh he's a uh, giovanni lombardo radici oh wow that's a that's a, that's a big one huh <laughs> that's, power that's a big one and then of course daniela doria this is she gets her for well so first she her eyeballs start to bleed from the priest encounter and then she starts to throw up her guts which are uh, the actress just had a bunch of tripe in her mouth and started spitting them out. Tripe? Tripe, mm-hmm. as us gringos would say. 
Um, and then if you notice, there's also close-up shots where it's clearly a dummy, and it's like spitting out like real guts, real powerfully. And uh, it's like you, you tell it's like rubber painted teeth. It looks like a Halloween mask. Yeah. A little yeah. Bit. Uh, but that's still pretty cool when she just throw up all the guts. And it's why doesn't the priest do that to everybody? <laughs> <laughs> he tries to do it a couple times. He tries to do it at the end to uh, Katrina. Yeah, but he doesn't work out for him. He gets apparently if you're a zombie priest, unlike a vampire where a stake goes to the heart, oh, a stake goes to the peepees. Yeah, through the nuts. And finally, speaking of priests, where you got to kill the nuts to destroy the brain. Our father, William Thomas, who is played by Fabrizio Giovini. <laughs> Fabrizio. William Giovini. Thomas. <laughs> yeah, father <laughs> William Thomas. Fabrizio <laughs> Giovini. Yeah, there's some people in this movie that look really Italian. <laughs> like father William Thomas. I like that most of this is supposed to take place in America, but it has a very Italian sensibility about everything. <laughs> well, I mean, it's filmed in America, at least. But they somehow don't know where this town is. Is Dunwich? Well, is there a real Dunwich somewhere in the United States? They probably, but I don't. They filmed know. it in Georgia. Obviously, it looks like the. I'm pretty sure it is Georgia. It looks like the fucking south. <laughs> Dunwich sandwich. I don't know. They got to close the gates of hell before All Saints Day, also known as the day after Halloween. So that's why this is a spooky Halloween movie. They gotta close gets help for Halloween. Kids tickle treating on the day before. That's Halloween. The, Italians don't understand Halloween. Yeah, you know I'm <laughs> Italian sensibilities. <laughs> they don't understand Halloween. They don't know what it is. Um, Lucio Fulci does make a cameo in the film. Uh, he's the pathologist during the Emily um, body inspection. Oh, the Kool Aid. Yeah. So that was him. That's that is the director right there, and he's like. Man, get a load of this shit. <laughs> oh, whoa. Oh. <laughs> I think my favorite line in this entire movie is, is the uh, guy at the bar towards the end. And he's like, well, as soon as I get someone that's going to buy my house and shop, I'm going to vamoose. <laughs> I'm a vamoose. I'll say capiche. Oh, and then the final most interesting thing about the cast, uh, the scene where they're making out and Daniela Doria throws up all the tripe. That dude in the car with her is famed Italian director Michel Suave, who directed The Church, The Sect, and one of my personal favorite Halloween films, which I will be watching this month, Cemetery Man. Oh, man. Yeah. It's like Lawnmower Man, but not. Not anything close to Lawnmower Man. He's a gravekeeper or groundskeeper at a cemetery, and he can talk to the dead, and the dead keep coming back to life. One of them's a... A large, busted, beautiful Italian woman. <laughs> it sounds exactly like Lawnmower Man. There's a skeleton with angel wings. It's all surreal and shit. It's a pretty cool movie. The church is good, too. I don't think I've seen the sect. But who knows? Maybe I have. I watched a lot of horror movies. <laughs> forget I've seen them. <laughs> all right, so that takes care of everything you need to know about the film. That's all the important stuff. Now... We gotta talk about how much you love the film. <laughs> this is your favorite spooky spook time Halloween movie, huh? Nope. Oh, what? Why not? I, it's, I mean, like it's it's okay. I guess it's fine. It's fun. I'd rather watch like Return of the Living Dead. Oh, look, this is snobby guy, Mister Pretentious over here. Is that pretentious? He loves Return of the Living Dead, huh? <laughs> yeah. So it's not the best, but it's not the worst. No, and I mean we watched the house, so. Yeah, uh, speaking of the house, I'm going to watch the uh, Hausu, the Japanese ghost house movie for Halloween, too. Hausu. Hausu is a way different movie. Oh, uh, well, Still should... directed by Michael Crichton, which is <laughs> weird. Uh, yeah, that's pretty weird. He went over to Japan to direct that. Uh, we should have watched that instead of House, but it's from like 76, so it doesn't really count. Ah. Who knows, though? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? City of Living Dead. So, as far as Lucio Fulci movies go... I'm not sure this is my favorite. I definitely like it more than Zombie. And I like it more than The House by the Cemetery. But I think The Beyond is slightly better. But we couldn't just start off watching The Beyond first. You have to watch City of the Living Dead first. Why? It's the first one in the trilogy. Yeah, but they're not. It doesn't matter. What? They'll be continuity errors, surely. <laughs> it's not as well thought out as the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Kyle. That's right. They didn't have their Italian Kevin Feige on the scene. <laughs> Who now is doing Star Wars or some shit? I think he's doing eight and Star Wars. Well, they probably should have just let him do Star Wars because they didn't work out for him. Before. That's I mean, so the whole thing is like, yeah, man, uh, will he be able to handle the workload? You mean like take meetings and phone calls? Yeah, I think he can. I think he'll be all right. 
<laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's like... It's like, yeah... He's, it's a very high-level touch he's doing story-wise. So, I don't know what... Like, yeah, like, so, yeah, it's cool that they got the Marvel Cinematic Universe to make sense, like, continuity-wise or whatever, but he gets way too much praise for what, honestly, is... I, I mean, I don't know what his day-to-day job is or whatever, but it is such a high level of storytelling where it's... He is not putting in a lot of work to the actual story or getting from point A to point B. Yeah, he's, he's just not, like he's not down there writing dialogue <laughs> like Lucio Fulci. You know what I mean? Yeah, not like good old Signore Fulci. <laughs> yeah, he's, I think I'll call the police and let them handle uh, this matter. Yeah, he like takes he has meetings with like casting directors and shit like that, and he's like, "All right, uh, get this over to the vir- the visual effects team so they can do all the action, not the director." And then hire me a director when we're ready for there to be any human interaction on screen. And make sure it's an up-and-coming, promising indie director who won't say no to what we tell him to do. <laughs> ah, the machinery at work. <laughs> Get me Kenneth Brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a weird choice. <laughs> They're just doing whatever for those like first few movies. Yeah. I'm Honestly, when you go back and watch them now, it's I'm shocked that they made it to Avengers. Because it's like, what? They were just, they're all bad. <laughs> like Iron Man 2, Captain America, Thor. Those are all bad movies. <laughs> I actually kind of like the first Captain America. But it's the like, other, Iron Man 2 and Thor are definitely not good yeah, movies. Captain America is like kind of cute, but it's still like, what the hell is this? I honestly <laughs> think it is not that far removed from like the fucking Hasselhoff Captain America. There was no Hasselhoff Captain America. God damn it. He did Nick oh. Fury, you son well, of a bitch. Oh, the, but that era of yeah, Marvel movies, like, there, was a cat, there was like a three Captain America. Like helmet on. Yeah. Honestly, it is... I think it's almost as corny as those movies. <laughs> it's better special effects, I guess. That's all the people really want. Bollywood. Bollywood. I want to see a Bollywood Someone made an interesting little, point about Aladdin the other day that I hadn't thought of. Aladdin? And they're like, um... Why'd they get Guy Ritchie to do this movie? <laughs> and I was like, that, yeah, why did he do it? And then, like, why didn't they get someone from Bollywood to direct it? And I was like, well, yeah, because that would have, at least it would have been, like, fun and different, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Disney's planning on doing. Well, I do know what Disney's planning on doing. They're planning on milking their properties until they have so much money they can own everything. Thanks for listening to there's still people out here who appreciate true cinema, like City of the Living Dead. And the Joker movie. And the I'm the jo- Joker, baby. <laughs> it's me, the Joker. Oh, Joaquin Phoenix, I'm so troubled. You've uh, perhaps seen this performance before in The Master. But this time, I look like a character you're familiar with. Ooh, Ooh money. Ooh. Yeah, that's the biggest concern with the Joker film I have, which I mentioned before, is... Oh, they're just going to make movies that have been made before that did well critically. And then they'll just... Batman's in it. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what Scorsese really meant, honestly, is um, everyone's taste in cinema and film and movies and shit can be different. Comic book movies are entertaining or whatever. They're not the most trash garbage of all time. You know, here... People that are mad about what Scorsese said, they're mad because they, somewhere deep inside themselves, they think it's true. Oh, yeah. And then also their <laughs> identity is so wrapped up in that fucking nerd shit. But don't you dare ever tell me Dario Argento's bad, because I'll be mean on Twitter, too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, like, I get it from both sides. I mostly, like, I'm like, yeah, Scorsese, tell him. Uh, I do think... We're entering a, a phase now where uh, comic book shit's going to taper off, to be honest. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, like, so we'll far, to be honest, DC really hasn't been able to consistently put out movies. They've done like a few here or there. We'll see how the Joker <laughs> does and then what happens with Batman and stuff afterwards. But Are you not excited for the Suicide Squad? I am just because it's James Gunn. But... Suicide Squad? King Shark? Yeah. King Shark. Other characters. What about Birds of Prey? No, I don't care. I don't care. I'm not really... I mean, I really don't care about any of the Marvel movies either. What? You don't care about... Was it The Immortals? Is that the next one? The Eternals. The Eternals. Yeah, that's right. I don't give a shit about that. Where where are the (laughs) X-Men? That's why Feige was like, yeah, I'm gonna go work on Star Wars now. (laughs) 
He's like, I don't give a shit about no internals. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit about any of this. Shang-Chi? What? <laughs> Karate Man? I don't care. <laughs> give me Ghost Rider. Give me nothing. <laughs> uh, I, there was going to be a Ghost Rider TV show or some shit, and it flopped or whatever. I don't know. I just saw an article that was like, no one wants Ghost Rider. And I was like, well, I, ca- I like Ghost Rider. <laughs> Dude's got a flaming skull. Did you not him. see his head? It's a skull on fire. <laughs> <laughs> And the modern Ghost Rider drives like a fucking uh, muscle car. Yeah, yeah. He's like uh, uh, Stuntman Mike. Mm-hmm. That's badass. Well, alright, so finish up on City of Living Dead. I don't know who this movie's for aside from myself. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever shown it to any person ever who's liked it as much as I do. And I don't like it for... I like it for the simplest reasons. Like, just because I really like... Italian horror movies. It's like they have a very specific look. They're just weird as shit, and like they don't care. They're willing to kill kids in their movies. <laughs> that is important distinction to me. Uh, the gate killed kids, and then they brought them back. Brought them back. <laughs> uh, we better finish up this episode with the date watch update. Day watch update. I never DM Grimes because that seems weird as shit. I, I used to do it just for comedy, man. I, <laughs> I want to see what happens. <laughs> Day watch update. Um, didn't ever DM Grimes. Maybe I will just for the comedy. Who knows? What is comedy these days? Todd I'll ask Todd Phillips. I'll have to DM Todd Phillips first. I'll ask him. Yeah, definitely. Like, Wait a minute. <laughs> Todd Phillips, I'm sorry. Is this comedy? <laughs> is this good comedy or not? Uh, 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 uh. Mm, she posted, saw Grimes posted a meme about sucking dick on Instagram. So, I mean, at least I know she likes dick. <laughs> I mean, she is dating Elon Musk, so we know she likes dick. <laughs> we She's got that song that says, We Appreciate Power. And it's about Elon Musk's dick, according to Zelia Banks. Oh, I was just alluding to the fact that Elon Musk is a dick, but. Oh. Look he out, he's going to call me a pedo or something. <laughs> yeah. How dare you, you And pedophile. then hire a convicted murderer to investigate me? Isn't that what happened or something? Yeah, something like that. And then also don't um, follow any safety protocols in the warehouses because he hates the color yellow. <laughs> well, obviously. The color yellow it will ruin everything. Sometimes he says he's a socialist on the internet. And then one time he said he's an anarcho-syndicalist. Hey, you remember when he said funding secured 420? Because he got really high. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's another thing. Azealia Banks, when she was like kidnapped by Elon, and was like, Yo, "Man, this fool's over here high on acid, just ruining his stocks." <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone's like, "What? What are you talking about?" And I, just, I remember reading that shit, and I was like, "This sounds exactly like how I imagine Elon Musk is." Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know, understand how anybody... I know Azealia Banks is weird as shit too, but I was just like this sort of sounds like how yeah, Elon Musk. No lies act. detected. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this seems this seems legit. I don't know why she lied about it. Either. This seems real to me. Uh, anyhow, the actual day watch update is uh, you heard about this concept of having skin hunger. You know, like humans like nope. want to be touched and like have skin to skin contact. Oh, okay, like I get. Yeah. I know I've never heard it called skin hunger, but I understand. I think the it's concept. also sometimes it's called just yearning or whatever. But I think it's like specifically like. like the, the I feel like skin hunger is something like the internet came up with in like the last six months. When I was reading, fair enough. I was reading about it. it is like colloquially, colloquially known as like skin hunger and certain like psychological concepts. And um, I was reading about it, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, that's me. That's me. <laughs> so <laughs> I have skin hunger. Like, <laughs> City of the Living Dead. <laughs> Are you a, a shark or a lamb? Well, excuse me, which is the kind that likes to be cuddled? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is me. I was thinking about it the other day. I was talking to one of my exes, and it's just like, I don't know, occasionally like we'll flirt in a sexual manner, but it's like just kind of whatever, you know? Nope. Not anything serious. And then I was thinking about it, and I was like, man, I don't even care about that shit. I wonder if she just wants to cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's where I'm at on Date Watch. It's getting pretty sad out here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to VHS Cult. What's our next movie? Oh, uh, coincidentally, since Creepshow TV show is out, we're watching Creepshow Oh, next week. shit, Stephen King. We're Actually, back at you. Yeah, I planned this months ahead, like all of October, so... I should have timed it out better so we watched Creepshow like the same week that Oh, you're Creepshow watching that to the son of a bitch. I made a better zombie movie than he ever could. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs>
I mean, Lucio Fulci's cool, but like nothing's better than Dawn or Day of the Dead. Yeah, I mean, like, except for Return of the Living Dead, but that's like a different movie. <laughs> George Romero made like maybe three of the best zombie movies ever. <laughs> well, you, first of all, he made like the first modern well, zombie yeah. movie. He did it. That's everyone copied him after that, and then he followed that up by making like considerably, arguably the best zombie movie of all time. And then and another fall, one that's the best Follow that one up that where it's actually like legitimately the best movie of all zombie movie of all time. It just didn't like people didn't get it at the time because it was a little bit too dark. Because I don't know, I said it before, we'll talk about it when, <clears throat> when we actually watch uh, Day, of Day of the Dead, but uh, it was like really addressing Reagan, you son of a bitch. Yeah, like oh, societal anxiety. <laughs> societal anxiety at the time, and people were like not ready to hear it. Whereas with Dawn of the Dead, they're like, yeah, malls are dumb. <laughs> Anyhow, Sitting the Living Dead, I think it's a worthwhile movie to watch. I mean, it's only like 90 minutes anyways. Like, you got, it's Halloween time. You got an hour and a half to spare watching some spooky shit. See people get their brains squished out. If not, there's always Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. And the sequel, Zombie Island 2. <laughs> I haven't watched it. The animation didn't look very good. Well, the kids and I watched it after watching on Zombie Island. Mm-hmm. Uh... You can you can save yourself the trouble. Yeah, I watched the trailer for they it. They seem like really committed to some sort of uh, like continuity in Scooby Doo that I'm not familiar with. Like, oh. cause you remember in the first Zombie Island? It's like its own standalone story. It's sort of like the, so it starts off and like Fred and Daphne have like gone on to do like this TV show, and he's like the producer or some shit. Mm. For some reason, on Z- Return to Zombie Island, the sequel, they're back in high school or just out of high school, and like that was that TV show was just like some school project they were doing. It's fucking dumb. What they tried to retcon? They Scooby-Doo? fucking tried to retcon some Scooby Doo. I don't know. That sucks too. I just I watched the trailer and I was like, mm, they, I don't like the animation. No, so. it was it's nowhere near as good as it's like the clearly first one. way less money than the original Zombie Island. And then remember there was a whole series of those Scooby Doo movies. Like there was that one, and then um, like the Witches Cyber Chase one. and the Witches one. I think the Witches one was next. The Witches one was cool because it had. Um, like a all girl witch band, yeah. And I was and like, Tim Curry hmm. in it too, didn't it? Yeah. And I was like, cool. I love witches. <laughs> <laughs> Got big witch energy. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm about, honestly. I just need someone with big witch energy that wants to cuddle. <laughs> and hey, you know what? I want to destroy the patriarchy too. I, I mean, I want to destroy most hierarchies though. So I guess I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's like, if you're into it or not. You know, I just got a real problem with authority kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When it's undeserved, yeah. Yeah, I've never seen you (laughs) like, oh yeah, that guy deserves authority. I've never met anyone who really deserves it. So again, (laughs) you just have a problem with authority. No, I just uh, have my own. Look, Kyle, be honest with yourself. Like I am. Nah, I'm. No, I have a fucking real problem with authority. I've never met an authority I like. Yeah. No, I'm convinced, like, there's people that deserve some sort of leadership. It's just, like, usually they don't deserve leadership over me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, not quite good enough to tell me what to do. <laughs> like, you're not my mom, so... <laughs> and to live. <laughs> I'll see you next week to watch Creep Show. Like I said, I haven't met too many people that are really good authority figures. Uh, at least they can't have authority over me. That is because I am an authority myself. Um, that's why I'm the leader of this cult, VHS cult. Go to adventureproductions.com. Join the cult. I um, promise you have a good time. I mean... I'm like a quasi third party to the cult. Mm-hmm. I'm not the... Um, the again, we've talked about it earlier. I'm the Zartan in this situation. Well, that's the thing We're looking mean. for our Destro. <laughs> you we, got need, uh, we need somebody with uh, a lot of money and a lot of ideas that we're not going to listen to. Yeah, we need a financial <laughs> backing De- a Destro. I mean, you got a wife and kids to worry about. You don't have time to manage the cult. But I'll take care of it. We'll start this cult, get it going. And then, you know, that'll be it. That'll just be our life from that point onwards. Uh, what are you watching tonight for your Halloween? Marathon? Oh, I haven't decided yet. It's probably either Beetlejuice or um, uh, Inner Scared Stupid. Oh. Oh. Well, fuck you. I don't have kids. I'm watching Quidan. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think your kids could probably watch Quidan. Have you seen it before? It's like four Japanese folktales. It's like a 60s movie. It's yeah, I haven't seen it. Color dynamic. I don't think it's too gruesome or gory or weird. Your kids might be able to watch it. I mean, I watched The Gate with uh, with Ryan. You remember, he's like, oh, is this a kid's movie? <laughs> what's, a, what's an adult scary movie like? 
Depends. <laughs> Sometimes not as scary as the gate. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them are actually this bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, goodbye. Good luck. See you next week for Creep Show and uh, some more updates about how I slowly fall apart. <laughs>